gestating the curious minds involves adult themes and situations. Just a warning. There we go. I'm a little heartbroken. Because I burped real, real loud. I think that should have been saved for, uh, you know, our progeny. For, oh, yeah, that's true. Cute. I have, uh, we went to a party last night, and uh, I cheated and smoked the remaining cigarettes that we had from our wedding. Ah! Uh, So I've been cheating and smoking cigarettes on the times I should be celebrating life and not embracing death. (laughs) But uh, since doing that, I have, like, it feels like a little carrot tip of hard phlegm in the back of my throat. So when I made that burp, it was that little carrot tip was just bouncing around, making some slapping sounds. Rattling. Rattling in there, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe a lot of clearing of my throat from all the uh, goddamn cigarettes. Your voice does sound kind of sexy, though. Does it when I have cancer? Yeah. Does <laughs> I have a good cancer voice? Yeah. That I'm esophageal that my, uh... cancer sounds good on you. <laughs> I'm glad it makes you wet. <laughs> Welcome to Gestating the Curious Minds, uh, where we dance to the delightfully devious diagesis of perversity. Wow, that mm. is real, real fancy. We are your entertainers, Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles, officially. <laughs> Legally Nuzzles. Legally Nuzzles. <laughs> Allow us to shine a light on the process of creation for the most splendiferous fiction genre, paranormal smut. Mm. Two things. One, someone in Texas really likes our show. Uh, we have the Nuzzle House feed where we just put everything we do on the Nuzzle House thing so everyone can hear it. So it's just this mess of different shows going on. But... I did split uh, Just Dating the Curious Mind off into its own little feed just for posterity. And um, so it's just all over there. So if anyone wants to like listen to them, they're, they're over there. Go find it yourself. I'm not going to help you. Um, but then uh, someone in Texas just was downloading all of them, just getting all over that Ooh. shit, dude. Just lapping it up. <laughs> so thank you, whoever you are in Texas. Thank you for cracking open the governor on us and <laughs> filling your Pockets, Fill in your dude. pockets with, with gestate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's the nickname for this show? We don't really have one. I feel like gestation is, be uh, or gestate. I think that's funny. Well, thanks for listening to gestate. Are um, you saying Myrtle Beach too? Yes, which uh, is super funny because we. Uh, yeah, somebody, when Glenn was visiting me in New Jersey, uh, anytime he saw a fast car going by with uh, like a spoiler or something, yeah, he'd say oh. That Myrtle Beach energy, dude. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that guy's bringing that Myrtle Beach energy. We got, we drove from New Jersey all the way back to Minneapolis. And as the closer we got to Minneapolis, you saw somebody in like a Dhamma car, like being loud and dragging. Like, that Myrtle, Myrtle Beach energy followed us all the way back home, dude. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, dude. They're escorting us, dude. <laughs> Myrtle Beach is on an escort mission to make sure we get home safely. Oh. Yeah, um, but then the other thing is, so yeah, you're right, on um, the Nuzzle House feed, I looked at the analytics, and no one's listening, but somebody <laughs> in Myrtle Beach is downloading all the Nuzzle House stuff like crazy, so thank you, Myrtle Beach. Thanks, Myrtle Beach in Texas. Bringing that uh, energy, Myrtle yeah. Beach energy and Texas energy to our shows, dude. The Texas to Minnesota, uh, there, there's some kind of uh, pipeline. And I, true. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. People have said, oh, contractors come up from Texas. All right. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I still don't completely understand it because it's just as far away as New Jersey. It, yeah, and it's But there flooding. are so many Texas plates up here. They're flooding the streets, those Texans. I don't know what that flooding is either. streets. I see them walking around with their 10-gallon hats, dude. Oh, those huge hats. Going Bonkin. to Vikings games, dude. Oh, God, last night we went to a party. Well, the party I was talking about that gave me the carrot tip in my throat. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> don't talk about it. You can't say that without context. Yeah, I can say it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we pull up to the house and somebody, it wasn't even the person that lives in the house. It was just a guest pulled right up in their driveway and nobody else was parking in the driveway. Just this one asshole. And he's got this, what, purple Mustang? The purple Mustang. And what did the plates say? Oh, gosh. Supposed to be like Go Vikes or something. No, it wasn't. It was something purple. Oh, purple P, like purple pride. Yes. Yeah. So you had a purple Mustang with a purple pride because it's the Vikings. So I walked in uh, and I found uh, the brother of the host of the party and I said, who has that purple Mustang and can I make fun of them? Yeah. And he said, no, (laughs) (laughs) it is not ironic. Do not do that. And I said, okay. And I did not speak to that person. (laughs) I never, I never saw this person, but didn't he like point at someone who was wearing like a Vikings jersey and wearing like purple shoes or something weird? There was something in those shoes. Vikings shoes shoes and hat and shirt. Were they Vikings Crocs? That seems fitting for Minnesota. I didn't get close enough, but I know, I remember him saying uh, that he's wearing Vikings shoes and I was like, oof. I don't yeah. have that dedication to anything, dude. Nothing in my life. That's a person that's literally cosplaying out in the real world. Yeah. And speaking of the real world, part two of what I wanted to say before we start the show is that I have a Google account, which is glenn.nuzzles at gmail.com, and I use that for a lot of <laughs> shit now because Google sucks and they're forcing me to use this like free account thing for everything that I do. Like the Nest stuff. Anyways, the point is I'm forced to use this ridiculous joke account as my real everyday life account. So at work, I had to get on uh, support for something. So I had to get a hold of this one company that's like doing our software. I had to get on and have a live conversation with them to have them help fix something. And they said, yeah, let's use Google Meet. And I'm like, okay, fine, because Google Meet blows. And then... I get on there and I see the Nuzzle House logo is in the chat. <laughs> so I have to share my desktop and we're going through stuff and we're finding out whatever. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't look like we can help you right now. Really sorry. I know you're under the gun. We'll try and help you on Monday. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Well, I appreciate everything you did. And they're like, no problem, Glenn. Uh, so we'll talk to you on Monday. And then we got <laughs> offline. And I remember thinking, oh, that's right. It says Glenn Nuzzles. Yeah. And so you made the point. What was your point? So um, the the only thing that occurred to me was that for one brief shining moment, Glenn Nuzzles existed outside of this podcast network. <laughs> you gave Glenn Nuzzles mm-hmm. like a job. <laughs> <laughs> he runs errands, I guess. He cleans his bathroom. Glenn wow. Nuzzles is a real person. Glenn Nuzzles does He's repetitive, boring shit. Just like the rest of us. Just like what the Vikings. What if God was one of us? The Vikings got brought out as God is one of us <laughs> in a person's driveway, <laughs> smoking cigarettes by a campfire. Drinking too much beer. The oh, spirit by the of the stump light. in the front yard. Was he in the stump of the front yard? No, oh, no, 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 that's right. We the car were. was parked out there. I was like, did I stand next to him? Because no. I was at the stump of the front yard smoking no. cigarettes. All right. Well, that's it for our catch up. Oh, and we're married. I think oh, we already married. said that. Yeah, we're married. Uh, what's the thing we're doing tonight? Uh, we're cooking a, a kid's pizza. So at some point in the next 11 minutes, we're going to have to stop and go pull that pizza out and get it ready for the kid. Because that's what married people do. <laughs> there, you got your burp. You happy? Do you think you can read chapter one in 11 minutes? Um. Well, I did not read. 
I only read a portion of what you wrote, so Gertie was nice enough because I just didn't have the juice. I didn't have a course in through me. Didn't but you did, and you picked You've up. You've got the juice. And the first couple paragraphs I read, I was dying laughing, so I don't know how the rest of this turns out. Hopefully it doesn't suck. And uh, <laughs> we're going to read chapter one, and then we will go and uh, think up what chapter two is going to be. Chapter one. The bar was musty. Light streamed in from the narrow window set high in the walls, dust highlighted by the beams. The scent of eggs hung thick in the air like an omelet blanket. The far end of the trailer held a, a table of regulars huddled against the offending odor. Smithy sat on her stool defiantly, holding her beer with her fingers, staggered as if she was simultaneously holding a cigar. Bethany! Tom Yorkside, these windows don't open. I really can't have you stinking up the joint. Tom was the proprietor of the Twirling Lady Hangout, the most killer diller bar in Gullwater. <laughs> Where'd you come up with killer diller? I love it, though. It's really good. I, d- I think we did that one together. Did we? I don't remember killer I think diller. So. All right. <clears throat> the name's Smithy. See? Bethany said through gritted teeth. Tom rolled his eyes. You're a 36-year-old woman, Bethany, and I understand your parents died when you were a teen, but it's time to face reality. <laughs> I love the exposition dump within paragraph two. Plus, you stick like eggs and you're scaring off my customers. Tom's face became red as he confronted Smithy, and he reached up to feel for the bobby pins holding his kippa reflexively. Bethany, attempting to make herself look large, stood up on the perch on the bar stool, and she thought to herself a great sight, something that would scare away a bear, perhaps. Tom, however, was prepared uh, with his long-practice skill of Krav Maga. <laughs> he brought a deft hand down and a hammer punched the side of Bethany's demonias? Yeah. Oh, I said it right. Okay. Effectively separating the platform for the rest of the shoe. Before she could recover, Tom slapped the fake vampire teeth out of her mouth. Bethany had a ton of cool things written down in a journal that she prepared in the face of humiliation like this. (laughs) But at this moment, she was at a loss for words. Instead, she scuttled to the door of the trailer-turned bar and into the diffuse light of the cloudy day. Smithy dragged herself, soul-flopping, to a 7-Eleven. She would feel safe there in the company of her best friend and roommate, Lucretia. Uh, She pushed her long, ebony hair out of her face. I thought they were platform shoes, not... hmm, Slap form shoes. Mateo Gibbs <laughs> popped out from a nearby dumpster and hucked a cup of cold nacho cheese in Bethany's direction. That's genius. You're so good. Sexually disappointed, he women lately, Mateo. Bethany bit back. Where was that quick wit when Tom was besting her with his cool Israeli martial arts moves? Lucretia, noticing the kerfuffle, bust through the doors to confront Mateo. Mateo, I'm sick of your tantrums. Uh, do you know how long it takes to hose this cheese off the cement? Maybe if you went to college, you wouldn't uh, know how long it takes either. I, on the other hand, was an accomplished leather worker who sold to many a merchant for exorbitant fees. It was uh, only by my choice that I allowed myself to end my reign by choking on the very leather that brought me great success. (laughs) You're a genius. Is that why you live in my dumpster then? Lucretia rested her hands on the waist of her tracksuit bottoms. Mateo... Blew a raspberry. <laughs> I don't need sparty spice uh, speaking down to me. <laughs> Later, nerds. And Mateo vanished into the night. <laughs> I'm all closed up. Let's go back to Forks. Forks, of course, was their shared apartment. Furnished with the spirit of Halloween decorations and twilight memorabilia. Bethany changed into a comfy t-shirt of Calvin peeing on Jacob. Oh, you did it. And settled onto the couch. 
Lucretia was inspecting the damage done on her platform shoes. These reek like eggs. Come on, Lucretia. Uh, don't add insult to injury. Today was humiliating. I'm trying to be a criminal, but I can't get it together. I just want to be someone's Bonnie to their, uh, uh, Clyde. Well, I've only ever been good at sports, and my dad doesn't care. I want to get my chance to train in Jay Ali. Am I saying that right? Jai Jai Ali? Highlight. Oh, I've never actually seen it spelled. <laughs> Look at that. Highlight. You brought highlight into it. Yeah. The most dangerous sport on earth. I've literally never seen it written down. I've just heard people <laughs> say it with their mouths. That's the only way I know about it. <clears throat> and get out from the rabbi dad's shadow. But I don't have the money. Lucretia reached over the table and lifted a glass from the coffee table uh, with her toes and then lifted the glass to her lips by stretching her leg up to her face. <laughs> Why? Because she's a contortionist. That's she's very right. flexible That's and sporty. Amazing. That's amazing. It's exposition. Well, my parents died in a plane crash. <laughs> I've created an unhealthy link between their love and the trip pants they brought for me uh, right before they died. My dad isn't even a good Jew. Well, they have two separate conversations. They're not acknowledging each other. Right. My dad isn't even a good Jew. He leaves his menorah out year-round. The clock struck midnight by playing the lullaby Edward wrote for Bella. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love you. God, I love that I married you. <laughs> I love you, too. I was tr- Because uh, last episode you said middle-aged teenagers. Yeah. So I'm trying to encompass that... Uh, kind of self-centeredness that teenagers have where right. they're having two separate conversations. Oh. They're not listening to each other. They're just dumping. You nailed it, though. And I you have like met, it? I've met adults that do that to this day. So it doesn't matter what you. you say. They're still talking. They're waiting for you to <laughs> shut up so they can continue yeah. what they were just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> there is no, like, interacting within a conversation and adding to it. No. No. So now we're going to move on to uh, writing the next chapter. And I... It's been so long and the whirlwind of marriage has made me forget most of what we were going to do chapter by chapter. I don't think we really planned that out, did we? No, we didn't. So all we have is that they're going to have a heist, Mm -hmm. and uh, we need to kind of trickle information because Bethany is a demon. Yeah. So we don't know yet if she knows. We're just kind of setting up that she smells like eggs, like sulfur. Uh, so we're going to have to have the, uh, it, that might be chapter three, the heist setup. Mm-hmm. We might have to do a little bit more exposition and setup. Okay. What do you think? I'm thinking so because we really don't have anything else going on. I'm going to put some right. stuff. And I'm just planting the seeds of Tom York being the rabbi that Lucretia is talking about because he's her dad. Uh, so we need to set up now that it's uh, Christmas. So it's not Christmas yet. Uh, but should it be Christmas on the actual day of the heist when they're trying to steal the trailer? Well, we rolled that our setting is Christmas 2021, so we need to have some kind of link back to it. We decided that it's going to be the Hanukkah heist. Yeah. So maybe we should find out. What it should be. It should be an eight-day span. Mm, There we go, an eight-day of Hanukkah heist. So each each day of Hanukkah they're doing something else to maybe I might retroactively edit chapter one to be day one of Hanukkah okay so from what I remember of Hanukkah when I went in high school dated someone uh, who celebrated the holiday 
There isn't themes for each day, is there? No, no, okay. no. Okay, because it would be funny if we tied the themes, but there's nothing like that. So. No, okay. there, there are different songs that you sing for each day. So Hanukkah 2021 started on Sunday, November 28th. Okay. So I feel like maybe... Put the date in? For chapter one, it should start November instead of like Instead of actually chapter one, it'll yeah. be just the date. That's brilliant. Can That'd you edit that good. in Ulysses? Yeah, for sure. I think the oven's going off. God damn it, you're right. All right, let's pause this. Okay, I'm back. So what what kind of alarm wakes them up? I feel like it's got to be something Twilight related. Oh, what would it be? Twilight doesn't have like a famous theme song like Harry Potter does. Well, that's why I put in the uh, the lullaby that Edward wrote for Bella. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. Like, I don't remember that from the movie. <laughs> right. I only watched one movie. <clears throat> it is um, something that uh, <laughs> they wrote for real. They, you'll you'll see. <laughs> I am not watching Twilight again. If that's what you're trying to get me to do, we should absolutely get blasted and watch Twilight. Ugh. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Uh, it's having a little bit of a renaissance. I stayed up all night, so I read the first book because someone lent it to me, yeah. and I was um, I was like, oh, this sounds so stupid. But mm-hmm. then I wrote it, or I read it. Yeah, I stayed up all night reading it. And you liked it. And then the next day I skipped school because I'd stayed up all night reading. <laughs> and I went to Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah. And I bought the second book. Oh Lord. That and I just I read all of it. I've read all of it. Have you read all of the books all the way up to Midnight Sun or whatever it is? I read Midnight Sun Ugh. when it was first uh that kind of sneak release. Sure. I didn't uh oh, I found really? it on Tumblr. The leak because yeah. someone leaked it. Yeah. Um, I never bought Midnight Sun, but I did read Midnight Sun. That's and it's hilarious. Terrible. Oh, it's completely terrible. Awful. It was bad even before it was edited and released. I don't even know what it looked like then. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I. It was terrible. Absolutely. I absorbed all of that. That's um, hilarious. So that's where, it, <laughs> that's where I got that lullaby. Um, but I'm trying to think. There are no other real notable sounds. Uh, it's a pretty silent book, if you know what I mean. It's a lot of them talking. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And brooding and mm-hmm. doing whatever. And saying the same thing over but and over. But there's no again. atmosphere in the book. No. You so, just know that it's cloudy and it's Forks, Washington. That's exactly. all you know. Every day is the same. That's it. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of struggling. With the rest of the Twilight memorabilia is easy because I remember Hot Topic during that time. <laughs> it was it was two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a senior in high school. <laughs> I remember Hot Topic during that time. Yeah, firsthand. Um, but I'm struggling to kind of bring that atmosphere in, so we can figure that out later. Okay. But I feel like Bethany should awaken. Okay. Right. So she is awakened. Um, should we, sorry, this is a total side thing, and you can say no, it's just hitting me. Should we just steal a theme? Should we steal the writing style of Stephanie Meyer with this story? <sighs> Not like the writing style, but like she literally, I mean, how did she open most of her chapters? I don't know if most I Most of her chapters started with just like someone waiting for Edward to show up, and then he would show up and they'd have a conversation. So when you say writing style of Stephanie Meyer... Uh, she puts women down. I don't want to do she all She elevates that. men, yeah, yeah. and she uses the word infinitesimally 
too Does she? often. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, and chagrin. She loves the word chagrin. She also because just loves the word grin. Bella's, ben pointed that out oh, a million yeah, times. Oh, yeah, lots there, of grins. There was so Didn't many Didn't you word... take drinks every time Every time they <laughs> said, said grin. grin. <laughs> the, last, the last Twilight book you we were got trash. wasted. I know. That is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> Book Boys episode. Aww. I'm a total fangirl for that episode. Well, thank you. No, I mean, like, how did she open her chapters? Most of her chapters literally was like, here's the stage, here's the person standing in the middle of the stage, Edward walks it's on It's pretty cut left. and dried. Yeah, there wasn't, like... A lot of, like, she woke up, she rubbed her eyes, she did whatever. There's no, like, making her a human. It was a lot of just dropping her right in the spot. And then they would just talk for 50 pages yeah. before the chapter ended. And they moved to the next chapter where she's like, and now I'm at the place where I'm supposed to be and then Edward's going to meet me. Talk without communicating, which yeah. is absolutely hilarious and which a very teenage thing to do. Yeah. I'm also taking a lot of inspiration from My Immortal. Which I've never read. So I did love, we had to listen to the last episode because we forgot everything that we yeah. talked about. And you're just like, have you ever absorbed my immortal into your life? Or I forgot what you said, but that was hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, that's a fantastic idea. Okay, so we're going to have Bethany and Lucretia get ready to go to a concert. Okay. To meet up with the other guy who's going to be in their heist. I forget his name. Let's oh, Let's he's... go back to chapter one. He's Mateo Gibbs. Charles Ridgway is the hedonist. Yep. So, and I kind of forgot. Charles Ridgway. Because they're going to a My Chemical Romance concert. (laughs) (laughs) So we can have, um, there was, I read a lot of fan fiction uh, as a young teen. Mm -hmm. Like I would say 12 through 14. I read a lot of fan fiction and yes, it was M slash M fan fiction. I was all about it. Fine. And so much of it was focusing on the fashion. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. Of Just detailing what they're wearing down to yes, the, the... the makeup, the fishnets, the studded bracelets. That's hilarious. Everything. And there was one uh, person who was writing. I I don't remember. I don't think it was fan fiction. It might have been fanfiction.net. Mm-hmm. And there was one writer who would write uh, troll fix, basically, similar to My Immortal. Okay. But she would throw in things like, you know, and then there was a, like, there was a bush outside and it was a punk rock bush because oh. it was wearing torn fishnets. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I'd like to bring a little bit of that sure. in. Just a sure. little, like, tongue in cheek. Um. <laughs> I hate to do this to you, but I sort of feel like you have to write this book. This is all within your wheelhouse. <laughs> you can get the tone. It is. You can do all sorts of stuff well, that I can't that do. you saw that picture of me when I was 14. Yeah. 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 I have two vintage trip Hot Topic jackets <laughs> that I carted all the way from New Jersey because I was like, maybe my 14-year-old stepkid mm-hmm. is going to want these because they're cool and vintage now. Yeah. They're like 17 years old. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool shit. Trip was a cool brand back there. Yeah, and um, no, they're they not were interested. like no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought it was adorable that you assumed they'd want it, and I, I didn't have the heart to be like they might not. So oh. I was kind of like, yeah, bring it if you want. <laughs> so we got in the car and drove. Seriously, <laughs> I was like, but this is this is from two thousand five. This might, is cool shit. They might turn around. Like you wait another three Maybe. years. Yeah, by the time uh, they're in senior their senior year there's a chance that that might be something they want to sport so hold on to it we'll see yeah no I'm definitely holding on to them yeah just because for the rest of your life maybe (laughs) 
<laughs> Bury me in my trip jackets. <laughs> okay, so they're going to go to an MCR concert. Yeah. My Chemical Romance. Should we just have them at the concert and then immediately whatever is supposed to happen at this concert happens? Like, there's no build-up, there's no describing the environment, because Meyer never did. Uh, I want an explanation that's too long about what they look like. Go ahead, do that. That's your job. That's what you're doing on this one. That's the reason why you're writing this book. My favorite things, and by favorite, I mean the worst things Yeah. in fan fiction. Mm-hmm. They look in a mirror and describe what they see. Oh, so they could be at the bathroom or something? Sure. There you go. <clears throat> After uh, we're at the concert. Use of the word orbs when describing eyes. Oh, there you go. Look at you. Any overt suggestion that Bethany is the main character, but we're going to make it funny by highlighting that she smells like wet eggs. Because that's always the thing, right? There always, there's the Mary Sue. A Mary Sue in the fan fiction world is uh, the author's insert. So a lot of people think that Bella is Stephanie Meyer's Mary Sue. Okay. Where Stephanie Meyer is, is imagining herself as Bella. Obviously. And that's why it's so vague. Because yeah. anyone reading it can just pour themselves into that person. Yeah, and the character is very much just an empty vessel being pushed around by the story. 100%. Yeah, yeah she has no real agency. <clears throat> uh, no, she makes terrible decisions. decisions. Yeah, yeah, that other people have to go fix for her. So, yeah. Yes. Should yep. we make her... Should we make her your Mary Sue? Do you have <laughs> messages you want to give about your, your life growing up during that time that you want to say now as a middle-aged teen? <laughs> <laughs> Should we make this story about you? I am a middle-aged teen. <laughs> the only thing that carries over is uh, Mateo Gibbs, but otherwise this could be your story. Should you mention your Bethany previous divorce? Bethany is me, <laughs> and I am Bethany. Okay, perfect. Uh, because she wants to live a life of crime, so maybe she does something at the concert venue to try to, you know, be a, a crime person. Sure, maybe, oh, sure. Like, steal, tries to steal a beer, tries to steal a tip jar. Probably steal the tip jar. Yeah. Yeah. There's no romantic interest, really. We don't really have one. Well. I'm but th- if they do, the person's got to keep saying, I promise I'll never divorce you. <laughs> 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 because that's what Bethany, I mean, Gertie, yeah. really wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. Is I'll never divorce you. Forty Spice is a contortionist. Uh, we got a demon that's going to do something demony that saves the day at the end. What is his skill? He's a hedonist, but, like, what does he do? I know. He steals for fun. Oh, we decided he was going to be our lockpick. That's right. And then Mateo Gibbs is going to be the lookout because he can pass his head through walls. and Yeah. Sure. Lockpick because he steals for fun. There you go. So they're going to all get together. We'll have some... Uh, exposition. Um, maybe <clears throat> Charles is one of their exes. Okay. Make it a little messy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could say something like, well, I need the the money. I don't know. Like, I'd love to own my own bar. I don't know what he's going to say that he'll well, do no, it. He's he, rich. He, he doesn't need it. It's just right. for fun. Okay. How about we remove Charles from this 
chapter. Okay. Chapter 2, November 29th. Yeah. Uh, let's remove Charles from the chapter, and then the two of them, maybe from something in the lyrics of MCR, inspire them to, like, as they're, like, dancing, like, this song's really great, and I love the beat. And be like, yeah, I just can't stop thinking about how I wish Tom York would let me have a thieves den. But he says I smell like eggs. And then also <laughs> something in the lyrics happen. We're like, hey, what if you steal the entire bar? It's on wheels. <laughs> just is there anything? There's not going to be a hilarious. song that has anything like that. It'd just be funny if all of a sudden, like, no, there's not. Yeah, there's. It'd just be funny if there happened to be some lyric that inspires stealing or something, or taking away, that we can, like, have in italics, and that's when <laughs> My Chemical Romance says blah, blah, blah in italics. Like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an idea. Hang on, I thought of a song that might work. It would just be the song Na Na Na, uh, which is kind of like a fuck it all type of song. Okay. Either that or Teenagers. I don't know that one. You don't know that song? No. Teenagers scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> they could care less as long as someone will bleed. <laughs> you don't know that song? I never listened to My Chemical Romance because I chose not to. I was Hardcore Pat. Hardcore Pat didn't listen to that stuff. That was commercial stuff. That's a good fucking song, though. I'm sure it was. I'm not saying it's bad music, but I was a very Whatever. opinionated little snot. <laughs> so I didn't listen to that stuff. That's At emo 30. shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Because I came off of going to a lot of shows, hardcore shows, and a lot of the emo kids were playing the pool tables and asking for cigarettes. Like, why don't you cheer the fuck up and get the hell away from me? So, cheer the fuck up. Yeah, then also in the 2000s, like, these emo kids are getting popular. They're all over my TV. And so then, yeah, my chemical Cheer the fuck up, and you're sitting there listening to Daughters and telling someone to cheer the fuck up. <laughs> the album Hell okay. Songs. Yeah, yeah all right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> I went through my divorce listening to Hell Songs by Daughters. Just on repeat over and over you're again. You're so funny. Oh, my God. Mm. I love you. So You're they decide. Cute. I love you. We can say that now because we're married. We're married. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to business. Okay, so no, I don't know these songs. So you're going to have to pick it out. That's fine. So we'll do the whole thing where they're jumping up and down to a song because that's what you do. Maybe her jump isn't as good as it normally could be. Like, what's going on? Like, oh, I got a lot on my mind. Is there, they're bouncing up and down? They're bouncing up. Well, it doesn't feel the same because her demonias are blessed, are busted. So oh, she's yeah. maybe just wearing, like, Converse. Yeah, I didn't want to come to the show wearing Converse, so it just doesn't feel right. I know. And demonias are expensive, so she can't even replace them. <laughs> Lamenting she can't replace oh, them. Oh, here we go. And you got to describe how great the demonias were, like, whatever type it is. Oh, we can absolutely look like up a, studs on a model name. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd yeah, be hilarious. They're like the club kid shoes with all the buckles. Yep, yep, yep. Like everyone fucking knows. You're just going to have to like laboriously describe them. Like as she's bouncing up and down in her converse, like what's going on? You don't seem so into this song. And you yeah. you say the song and say the <laughs> artist that wrote it. And then um, then she'd be like, ah, ever since I lost my demonius that had the buckles and the whatever. And like, go on. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Like, you could not only have the criminal hangout you've always wanted, your thieves' den, but you could also make money by selling drinks and buy all the demonias you want. And then maybe (laughs) the last part of that chapter is, and then for the first time uh, in her life, uh, Bethany really danced. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time in her life, Bethany... Truly <laughs> moshed. <laughs> moshed. There you go. Perfect. 
All right, so we're going to take Charles out of this whole scene altogether and introduce him in, like, chapter three. Yeah, so Each chapter could be introducing, yeah. Yeah, chapter three, I feel like they should introduce Charles. Yeah, and chapter three, they could wind up saying, like, okay, you know, Bethany's like, because she knows she's a demon. She's like, I have to tap into my demon skills, and I'll find out what my skill is for this heist. And then be like, Lucretia, what are you good at? And she could do something ridiculous at the time, like... I don't know, bending over backwards to put a book back on the shelf or something like that. And it's like, maybe I'm the contortionist <laughs> kind of thing. And like, I don't know, you think you got what it takes? <laughs> then she'll do something else ridiculous, like put take a pull of beer out of the fridge or something. And like, I don't know, with her elbow. I have no idea, but. Right, we're going to have to think this through so we can um, have them decide here that they're going to commit the heist. Chapter three, they're introducing Charles. Chapter four, they're introducing Mateo. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter five and six. Wait, so if we're introducing Charles, we introduce Charles, we learn about him, what his point is, and then also it's like, if you want to be part of this heist, you have to bring a skill. What's your skill going to be? And he's like, you know, well, I love to ridiculous. steal. <laughs> I love to steal. Like that's not good enough. Like, what are you going to do to help us? And it'll be that he can lockpick, but we'll do something ridiculous, like. Maybe they have a bike lock or something that's, you know, he'll like, let me get that for you. And then he like uses a piece of gum and a twig and the next thing you know, it's unlocked. So yeah. we'll do something to ridiculous. So that's the chapters introducing him. Next, oops, next chapter introducing Mateo is like how he's just like constantly looking through walls to be like, oh, that guy's masturbating in the back alley again outside 7-Eleven, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's like, hey, maybe he can be our lookout because he can look through walls or whatever. And then chapter five could be... uh Lucretia explaining like they finally discover that hey Lucretia could be the contortionist even though she's been doing you can you can write about how she's doing ridiculous even in the chapter two you can make her do oh, something ridiculous true. like on the dance floor she uses her leg to go grab like put a cigarette out I don't know like, it'd be something <laughs> stupid so it's like it's it's obvious but by the time we get to chapter uh, five that's when we realize she could be the contortionist and then chapter six could be her working uh could be Bethany trying to work on her own demon stuff, but it's not working out. So she's she doesn't know what her role is in the game. So that's her um. conflict. Like I want to be the demon, but I can't get my skills. Like I know I'm the demon, I just can't make I can't do demon stuff. So maybe I'm the mastermind or whatever she's got to say. So I think we should introduce Lucretia and Bethany laments again mm-hmm. in the same chapter because she's feeling insecure. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then I think we should dedicate two chapters to the heist itself, and then yeah. the eighth is going to be wrapping it all up. We haven't decided. Does she steal the bar? I forgot. This is where I forgot it's been a I while. don't know if we actually decided whether or not she was going to be successful. She does get her demon powers by chapter eight. We know that much. Because then whatever whatever happens is successful, at least in her learning that she's a demon. Well, she already knows she's a demon. She just doesn't have demon powers. Yeah, she gets her demon powers, I mean. And so, um... And then what? She said, maybe, like, the chapter just ends with, like, oh, shit, I can make things start on fire with my mind. And they're like, okay, well, we're almost... We've almost got the bars. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm gonna go over here and do this. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah, something along those lines. Like, hey, I'm actually important and happy. But also, remember, this is your story. Uh, That is really funny. Make this about you. Uh, well, during the heist, we are going to have vulnerable moments mm-hmm. where people mm. are sharing uh, things about themselves. 
and we need to have a ghost go down on someone. So Mateo is going to go down on someone and just end up in their abdomen. <laughs> is that the sex in this paranormal sex thing? Yes. <clears throat> there we go. Who falls in love with Mateo? Is it going to be uh, Lucretia? We'll see. <laughs> You're really getting uh, Taoist on this. We're just going to go with the flow and see what happens. We're going to go with the flow. All right, fine. We're going to see how it goes. So we got chapter two. I think we got a refined chapter. Not right now, but we got a refined chapter two before you start writing it so you know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. And then you got to put your own life in there. You got to think of some life events that are just for you that, uh, that this Mary Sue or whatever, this straw, this empty vessel can live your life. When I was 15, I had... Uh a lot of friends that would hang out at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I had a little disc jockey, you know, that I would, like, listen to. I'd put a CD in there, and oh, I'd listen sure. to music on there. Uh, Walkman. Yeah, a Walkman. Yeah, yeah. A, a CD disc Walkman. jockey. Weird. I kn- that's not the right term. I'm I was going to say, it's like an East Coast thing? Okay, fine. No. Um, <clears throat> and I remember hanging out at the mall, and this yeah. one girl I vaguely knew was like, I'm going to go fight this girl. You guys want to come? And people were like, yeah. So I kind of just like waddled along with the group. And I was just standing there like listening to my headphones, listening to a CD, just yeah. watching this uneventful thing because she didn't actually end up fighting that person. Yeah, that's usually the way it works out. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was just a you know a tense confrontation where yeah. no one actually took a swing. Yeah. Um, and I was just standing there. How are you going to work that into the story? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm saying is that uh, – my existence as an edgy teenager mm-hmm. uh, was actually quite anticlimactic. <laughs> so I think it's pretty funny to work those things into this person who's a literal demon. Yeah, you know what you and could wants do to be this is really edgy person. On one of three days of the heist, they could meet Tom York. Well, also, this is you getting everything you want out of your life in this character. So it could be that at some point, at the very end, you need a pick-me-up, or your character needs a pick-me-up. So you put on headphones and listen to whatever. Uh, it's like, I need a pick-me-up. But then Tom York comes out of nowhere doing his crop maga. And then you're watching, but then you actually join in and defend your friends, and you kick Tom York's ass or something. There's going to be something where that event in your life, you got to improve it, just like Stephanie Meyer did with her character, kind of. Anyways, so I think what we need to do is, as the story goes on, you need to think about more events, because this is your Stephanie Meyer moment. You need to think about more events in your life that you wish turned out differently, and you will just write about them in this story. (laughs) Because she did that kind of shit. She even complained about people's complaints about her book by the third novel. And uh, she was making fun of, like, yeah, people said Wuthering Heights isn't any good. But actually, it is good because blah, 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 blah. If only people really paid attention when they're reading it. It's a good book, but it's not a love story. No, I know. But there is a, a complaint. I forget what her complaint was. It's, I don't know. I'm not going to go because back Because people are saying it's not a love story. And she's saying it is. Yeah. And so and here she's it like, is not. she's basically commenting on critics in a very her own sad book. story if yeah. anything about a marginalized woman who is abused and in turn abuses oh Meyer's got no idea that it's this a, story really... is about a completely marginalized <laughs> woman who's being battered around by the men in her life and even the fathers of the men are like kiss her do it do that it kind of thing well her dad's completely off 
absent. Mm-hmm. So she just gets scooped up by other men. Yep, exactly. And she has no idea that that's what she's writing about. She thinks she's writing about it like a teen love story. I don't know. The Let's point go eat is, a stuffed pumpkin. We're going to go. Uh, you're going to be writing your own Twilight. And uh, But, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, you made a delicious stuffed pumpkin with uh, meat and uh, stovetop stuffing. Hell yeah, in a dude. pumpkin. Are we going to eat that pumpkin skin? Are we just going to take slices out of this? Not the skin. Well, you eat the flesh of it, not the skin. Okay. You have to walk me through this, your culinary adventures. All right. Well, with that, uh, thanks for listening. And who knows when we're going to do the next episode. It might be a little bit. Oh. I got to get some more Halloween episodes in. That's true. I spent we'll all the time there. putting Halloween we'll music there. in. We'll all get right, there. Fine. We're less busy now. That's true. Okay, Bye. Bye. Want to contact us? Don't. This isn't about you. But if you have to, my email is glenn.nuzzles, N-U-Z-Z-L-E-S, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, at House Nuzzle. Uh, But don't bother us, because we're too busy working.